0: Everybody and welcome to episode three hundred and sixty-nine. Nice, a video game apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez. Who else is joining me here in the mystical, magical Jason Walsh Memorial Studio of the airwaves? Oh, I love our patrons, Patreon.com/slash. Hi, it's Master
1: Scam
2: Artist Chris Antista <laughs> and uh, Twitter Fact Checker Matthew Allen,
0: and special guest, Evil Games Publicist Tyler Nagata. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a publicist for a fairly evil game that just came out last week. I don't know how much you want to talk about that on here, but... Uh, oh, well, I'd love I'd... to
3: talk about it All right, completely. completely. I, t-
0: I played your yeah. game. It came off as very anti-human. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it kind of is.
0: Uh, I, I cannot well, it, stand yeah. for this kind of third cave feminism. <laughs> very offensive. You, you're repping you're Maneater, which mm-hmm. Matt and I love. Uh, we talked about it quite a bit last
2: week, and
0: I think I'm very close to 100%ing it.
2: I expect to get quoted on the box as, mm-hmm. as uh, dumb fun, as I believe in my my review of the game, my short <laughs> review of the game. It's it's just plain dumb fun, uh-huh. but in a good way.
1: <laughs> I, only, I only played up until like, um I got only got to play it for a little bit, but like, man, I don't know, that hard transition after the, uh, what do you call it, the Metroid losing your own, losing your armor and starting uh-huh. over as a new, that was one of the coolest things i've ever seen I, I don't know like that was really hard yeah. it was an
3: <laughs> oh, interesting God. take i thought on that yeah. kind of game yeah. trope you mm-hmm. know yeah. where you introduce the player to the character at a more powered up state yeah. you know what i yeah. mean yeah, yeah. I, I think so you yeah. just
1: murder you it, it, it the abilities before. abilities you yeah, murder yes. it, you rip open a belly and pull out a baby and start
2: over that's <laughs> now you're a baby deal with yeah. it so Tyler, having worked on the game, I'm going to see if you agree with my quick assessment, my elevator pitch. I basically have been describing it as Feeding Frenzy meets Tony Hawk with a little bit of like Assassin's Creed or Grand Theft Auto thrown in there in terms of the open world stuff.
3: Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. We've been kind of just keeping it simple and just in colloquially just been saying it's it's like GTA, but as a shark. <laughs>
2: Sure, that's (laughs) what the requirements require. GTA sells, GTA (laughs) sells those shark cards. So now you're going to get people all confused.
0: Great (laughs) white pack. Oh
1: my goodness! (laughs) I can't wait to play more of it. you guys finish it? Yeah,
2: I hundred, I hundred percented it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm at like ninety percent in like three of the areas, and then I'm done. And thanks to you, Matt, I found all the the shadow pieces because I didn't even know that was a third thing because I hadn't bothered to find all of the landmarks in any of the areas
2: the shadow knows yes and then the one that the one that took me forever to actually 100% it was that's why I told you like make sure you open the gates because Mm -hmm. that I I thought I had cleared 100% of all objectives in all the areas but they don't because it it, the gates don't show up as a checkbox anywhere but that's the one thing you have to do and then you will unlock all the objectives
1: remember the gates associate it with a guy who's trying to insert chips in us and mind control us and sell us vaccines
4: uh, yes.
2: <laughs> a real wait, culprit there's for all there's many this. people wait we chip sharks hmm. there's yeah. gates tyler wow. do you work for bill wow. gates foundation oh no yeah, are you, are you, chris anon discovered you yet no, again tyler, tyler, tyler works for
1: big conspiracy Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, well it's it's good that you are bringing up these conspiracies because as the country very controversially starts to reopen
2: because we got bored with the virus yeah well we're all <laughs> bored
0: with the virus but we don't that's go out and say like well time to end it all <laughs> I wanna that's,
2: that's, that is the
1: most American shit ever like... no, wait, can, I, can I tell you about my fascinating game deal even though I told you guys already Please, because the picture I got from it, I sent you. I want that to be how I remember this whole quarantine
4: thing—a
1: hmm. very excited boy in a Walmart parking lot with a mask. Uh, Tyler, respond were... were...
3: <laughs> and all the custodial crew giving you well, dirty l- looks. Let me
0: see. Let me say what this episode <laughs> is before you launch into the <laughs> oh, anecdote. Sorry, yes, we are going to do shopkeeper games. Like this. This Ow. was the. But, well, I'm not even going to pretend that this was a perfect opportunity to trot this out. This is something we've had sitting in the wings for a while. And Tyler is familiar with at least one of the games we're going to talk about, <laughs> where you, <Finally. laughs> you manage a shop. Uh, these these are five games where you manage a shop, and often it is set in an RPG world where you are not the hero, but the proprietor of the item store who has to supply one or more of the heroes. So that's going to be fun, but yes, Chris, you have your own shop-related deal I, I held
1: out on the telling you this game deal this week because I selfishly wanted to make sure it would work for me before it was ruined. And now that I, I succeeded, I want you to help ruin it for other people. Tyler, you ever seen one of those arcade 1-Up machines?
3: Arcade 1-Up
1: machines? The little mini arcade machines. You can get them in, like, Target and Walmart. They're oh, like, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I've they're, seen not, they're, like, four feet tall instead of six feet tall. Right, so right. Like, and, and those things were going, like... and then Walmart just like, ah, clearance, we're clearing them out, $50. So I bought a Pac-Man machine, a Street Fighter machine, threw the Street Fighter guts in there, and built my own awesome MAME arcade cabinet, sold the other one for a profit, and made the whole venture free. (laughs) And I was only bummed out by one thing. I can play all my favorite beat-em-ups and Street Fighters, but the driving games and some of the flight games you can't really do. And I'm just looking at this... Star Wars cabinet that they have of the first Atari Star Wars trilogy uh, thats that I think retails it started to retail at retail for $700. Jesus. And I found out even though all the $50 arcade one-ups had disappeared from your local Walmart, I started following groups and figuring out tricks, and I downloaded the app and learned how to game it. And... I'm going to teach you a little trick. I, I'll, I'll send you guys a YouTube video to post beneath this on lasertimepodcast.com if you want to do this for yourself. I figured out a way to get this $700 Star Wars arcade cabinet for 50 bucks from what I got for selling the Pac Man guts. You. Uh, is that the
3: one I, with the
0: flight stick yes. controller?
1: Oh yes. my! With all the so green it's, it's the lines,
0: yoke. it's not a stick, it's, right? Yeah, so yeah. The a, yoke. Yeah.
1: I, I, I wanted it, and I, I was looking at it just because, like, I love uh, my favorite games are like racing. I love Outrun and Road Blasters and Paperboy and uh, and and Afterburner and all that shit. You can emulate really well with a yoke. I'm like, oh, if only. And then all of a sudden, this group is like, there is a way to trick Walmart into giving you this for this $500 item for 50 bucks, and it totally and. I, you guys can attest. I a few hours ago, I'm like, it actually fucking worked. They did. It totally worked. So obviously, all the store floors, these $50 arcade machines that were marked to clearance are gone. At every other store, they are full retail price, including Amazon. Amazon has it cheapest for 450. This beautiful Star Wars arcade cabinet. But Walmart has a com, and they're kind of separate ventures. Until you cl- you click, you look at the Star Wars arcade machine, and you click pick up in store. And that way you're deliberately shipping a thing into their store. And when you go there to pick it up, you're like, ah, shit, I put this on my my wife's card or my business card, or I wanted to pay cash and online wouldn't let me do it. Can you please void cancel this order and let me rebuy it again in cash? And it, you cancel the order of 500 You have to have $500 to get it to the store. And, <laughs> and and it's not like they can make you keep it. So that worst case scenario is you, you have to return it and get nothing. And you... I had a minor pain in the ass, but I'm here to tell you it completely worked for me. It was agonizing, driving. They made me come back 24 hours later. I have not been this nervous and sweaty since the last job interview I did. <laughs> and I, have, I, I am prepared for everything. I'm wearing my goofy movie shirt because that puts everybody in a great mood. I have wadded up a $50 bill in order to bribe the person to please give me this thing for not $500. <laughs> um, and I get up there and I'm just like the lady's like oh god this got marked down to f- this this is saying this is 50 we just lost 500 dollars. like oh man that sucks that's weird i haven't been researching this all week oh oh no
4: and
1: she's like, i have to get my manager like no 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 I, sh- I, sh- I should be qualified for whatever discount the store is in and a manager comes up and everyone's wearing masks so like i can't see what they're saying and i'm just sweating bullets and then finally a dude comes up and he's just he even took down his mask he was far enough away he's like i'm sir i'm sorry I'm like and i was just like ready like oh how do i want to do this my consumer rights or please it's not fair give it to me please and he's like sir i'm sorry it'll take three days to refund your 500 dollars we will honor the 50 dollars price and i just had to oh pretend to not celebrate like it was like it was better it was better than any sex i've had in like 20 years like getting this Star (laughs) Wars I will put a YouTube video up that I did not make about how you can do this too I can't guarantee it'll work but again worst case scenario you return an item and you don't lose any money and you just waste you're,
2: you're a regular That's, fucking trevor snowden over there i didn't think crime got any nerdier than superman 3 or office space and yet here we are the nerdiest oh, fucking <laughs> caper ever don't like star
1: wars you can do this with the space invaders cab and, and get it for one dollar people are doing that jesus and wow and I, and I yeah i just i've had plenty of fun game experience experience was that after ff7 i have been all arcade stuff and i'm really really having a blast right now mm. fixing up my own games and figuring out how to emulate things and, and build custom cabinets a little bit it's really it's mm. been really fun i'm not going to get into collecting cabinets like some of you people i'm looking mm. at this in i have podcasted with three people who have owned the same neo geo machine ah! that's true in the and, space and, of and, 24
0: hours and today. <laughs> it's the brotherhood of the traveling neo geo I know.
1: god i wish i had it now now that i have the room god i love it. seeing it in the background
0: michael yeah, it's it pretty cool yeah my dad saw it and he was like uh does, does that that's in the background when you have business calls like is that professional like do you realize what business i'm in yeah.
1: I, I know my buddy my buddy adam he uh he, he he works out of a room just like yours and obviously has a conference call. And he said he's just he's been pulling down his streaming green screen just to hide. <laughs> Don't ask me questions about all the shit in my room, please.
4: <laughs> just tell your dad well, I do
2: business calls from my garage. So <laughs> mm.
0: uh, I have my own story to tell before we launch into this week's uh, main meet. Uh, and it's. Yuck. It's not about ripping off a major national retailer, unfortunately. Oh, I, I, I hate
1: Walmart, and they ruined retail far before Amazon did and made it a completely yeah. no, I remember. Dignity-free business. Do not feel bad for them. Steal from them. I was t- telling my dad, he was very disappointed. If I have a... If I... Recently, I had to wait like 15 minutes for someone to get a USB... $3 USB cable out from behind a thing in the middle of a fucking quarantine, and... Then all they have is self-checkout with a bunch of dirty shit and like, fuck this. I'm not scanning like 50% of these items. And I do that all the time now. (laughs) I didn't ask to be a cashier, Walmart. So I'm going to take the the money that a cashier would be paid to do what I'm doing right now. So... (laughs) I love stealing from Walmart, and I encourage you to do it,
2: too. I so do not thing. advocate for that. Just going on record. Michael, you want to go Fine. on record?
0: None of Yes, no, none of us want you to do that. Don't ever do that. Um, <laughs> yes, even Chris. though it, and it, maybe I'm it, sure it's not. completely legal and within store policy guidelines. Um, but, I no, the story that I wanted to tell, or not even a story, really. It's just something I wanted to share that Diana spotted through the Lasertime community on Facebook this weekend, courtesy of listener Joe Menjivar who posted this thing. It's a little surprise that I did not know was in WWE 2K20. And I got a copy of the game on Steam. I verified it. And here we go.
5: Making his way to the ring from San Francisco, California, playing in at 250 pounds. Rapparaz, Michael A.
0: Rapparaz. <laughs> I, I needed to show that it was... Spe- uh, Pronounced two different ways in, in the same uh, announcement, but that, and and also um, it's such a bittersweet thing for me because like holy shit, my name is in the game as one of the names that you can pick for your custom created wrestler. It's also misspelled. Oh R A P A R A C. Yes, you need to learn how
1: to settle, man. <laughs> Michael I Cole know, is yelling your name.
0: Wow. Um, and but I, you're I, in I, here too, you asshole. I am. stop and of course the name at the end is the person responsible for it so thank you dave we
1: think we don't know right we
0: know absolutely not it could be we Mm -hmm. we're not
2: sure Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. if he did he's gonna get such a spank from his 2k 2k bosses well for some reason alan is in there he gets no credit because my name has been in every (laughs) single created character yeah i was gonna say like that's
4: not
0: Allen isn't like an unusual name to
2: you. No, it, it was <laughs> so. one of the most thrilling things for me growing up. Is like when they started doing that, like certain names that are common, they will read. Matthew mm-hmm. Allen has been my star athlete for years and years, and the announcers always say my name. It's great.
0: I did look I, for I, Nagata.
2: No, 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 oh, sorry. Boo. <laughs> would you? Would you have settled? They
1: pronounce it all weird, like Nagata. <laughs> Nagata. Oh, totally. <laughs> it would be an honor. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, actually, yeah, we're saying it the American way, right?
0: Nagata. N- N- hey, this guy. <laughs> Nagata. I'm,
1: I'm going to win the Nagata. Like a sailing regatta? Are you serious? Man? Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm the king of the Nagata.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's my bit. So. Love uh, you Tyler. Yeah, let's let's. I love you, Chris. <laughs> let's jump ahead to the top 5 top 5 shopkeeper games according to me, which we'll get into right after this. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com/lasertime it supports not only this show but all the rest of the lasertime network you'll get commentaries play games with the hosts see exclusive videos first and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time speaking of which here's a quick taste the
1: line that is said in this season that i say to, uh, every day sometimes without provocation it's the it's 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 not, I don't. I can't call it the best Eddie Murphy line ever. It's just like the cutest thing I've ever heard on the baking championship sketch, when he makes the Sonic the Hedgehog cake and out comes a lump of chocolate with real teeth. And <laughs> this. Why is it, why is it not blue? And just I love I, Eddie Murphy's last line in this.
5: God, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's gross. It's real bad.
4: <laughs> what went wrong?
5: Uh, I think I just made a lot of bad choices. I don't mean with the cake. I mean, like, in general, in my life, I just made lots of bad choices in my life. And
4: why is it brown, Mitch?
2: I don't know. Why is anything brown? <laughs> I say
1: that it. it's my favorite line of the entire season. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly, uncensored, and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on
2: Patreon.com slash LazerTime. and we're back to talk about what shopkeeper, shopkeeper games. games but uh, did we explain so is is the reason we're doing this the tenuous reason is it just because shops are reopening throughout the country no we've
0: we've been like we've we've had this on the back burner for a while <laughs> i know
3: <laughs> this was this was going to be our black friday <laughs>
0: Why don't, don't you, you? Well, just... it was originally going to be back to school. Yes. I'll have you remember? <laughs> Why? That's not. That's the
1: other thing. That's not. Ha- that's the opposite of what's happening. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the. That's another reason. It's like, well, back to school isn't happening, and who knows about Black Friday? So, I might as well use this now.
1: We're not going to have the Tonys. I, I really don't see the. I don't see Black Friday happening this year. I really mm. don't.
2: That's. Mm. It's been I, we'll Cyber see, Monday we'll for a
0: couple years anyway. So. Mm-hmm. For some of us. Yeah, it'll just be Coughing a Stranger's Face Day. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, so let's (laughs) dive in with... Number five. What is this? So this is the the fighting sequence, the auto-battler sequence, from a little game known as Pixel Shopkeeper. Hmm, what? I want to say I have been researching this this is a genre that i thought was just like oh it's like this game and a couple of other games right and then the further i dug into it i found out like basically like toward the end it's like all right i've played all the ones that i had set aside i'm sure i'm qualified to make a decision now and then the last game that i played was like overturning a rock that's like oh my god there's so many ants scurrying everywhere how many games are left of this but i because of that i was able to discover pixel shopkeeper which is an interesting little twist on the formula where you are a shopkeeper, you've graduated from college, and you're stuck with a bunch of student loans, so of course you have to open a shop in a quaint little medieval town and uh, catch the attention of passers-by by clicking on them as they walk past your shop. And uh, if once you get their attention, they will come and find some random thing that they like and buy it. You, you split your time between doing that and then like going into these little side-scrolling auto-battler sequences where you beat up monsters, and as you kill them, you get items. And you have a bag that is a grid of squares, and as you are racing through this at high speed, you have to sort the items, much like with the, the inventory in Resident Evil 4, in sort of like a Tetrisy way, or it's like okay, if I put in this like weird L-shaped boot here, I can fit this staff right next to it that goes in a weird Z pattern, and then I can put this like one square ring in between them, and yeah, it, it's it's like that. So it's it's uh, inventory spatial management at at high speeds while things are going on, and you also have to pay attention to what's happening with your character, and like okay, do I move this healing item into my bag or onto my character because I've let out a bunch, and then once you get everything back to the shop, then you just have to place it on tables, and then it'll, it'll either sell or it won't through the course of the day. You can't restock in the middle of things, but you can uh, either, if you sell through your inventory, you can just stop the day, or you can click on some birds. And, and you'll get money for clicking on birds. And that's kind of fun. I don't know, Did anybody else get a chance to play this? This is like $10 on Steam. No, you
1: didn't even tell me
2: this was happening
0: how was <laughs> that's supposed true to this? well i told Tyler <laughs> no but it's funny because
2: it, it, I think what you discovered or we discovered is a lot of these games share similar mechanics because I know at least oh, one other, very similar one mechanics. other game on this list has the auto battler side-scrolling thing so it's like yeah it, it, it so, so the premise I guess is what that's your resource man. Your resource gathering, and then you use those things to craft into other things. Is, is that kind uh, of oh? Well, way?
0: you can either sell the base things that you get, or like say you get a pair of leather boots, and you can sell those for like maybe forty-five gold. But if you have a special recipe and some feathers or uh, some horn pieces. You can craft uh, fancy boots that sell for several times the price. Oh, so it's Animal and... Crossing
2: New Horizons. Gotcha. <laughs> a
0: little bit, a little bit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> One of the tropes of these kinds of games that I always thought was interesting was um, kinda, the kind of premise is usually, hey, you know all those fantasy RPGs where you play as an mm-hmm. adventurer? What if you were the shopkeeper instead? But at yeah. the same time, a lot of these shopkeeper games, they, they definitely have a system in place where you go out in adventure. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> and you, you hire yeah. an
0: adventurer. In this case, you can do both. You're mostly going out mm-hmm. by yourself, but then you can make friends with adventurers who are like special customers and they will then give you things instead of buying things. Sometimes they'll pass by your shop and like, Oh, here's an item. If you click on me in time, you can have it. And uh, then you can like go to a park on weekends and hang out with them and like level up your relationship from awkward conversations to, pleasant conversations, and then eventually you can hire them to, to follow you along on your item-gathering quests. Yeah, a lot of these have the same tropes in place where you have some sort of scheduled recurring debt that you have to pay down, and it tends to get bigger every time you pay it off. And really, it's sort of answering the question, why don't these shopkeepers just give me the magic sword for free? I'm trying to save the world. <laughs>
1: I, I haven't questioned that enough in all my favorite video mm-hmm. games. Like, yeah. I, Do you not see that, that fucking obelisk appear? Like, has burst through a skyscraper? That's what I'm going to deal with. Please don't charge me for ether. Got to make oh, money oh, over
0: d- here.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. no yeah. one's oh, getting oh, government You're going bail. to fight
0: the obelisk? Now it's 500 gold instead of 200. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you really need that. Supply and demand, baby.
2: The demand is high. Yeah, up front,
0: point. you're not coming back for this. <laughs> what a dick. You right. gotta hate capitalism. Mm, mm. <laughs> but this, yeah, this was a, a very fun one that I discovered. Um, and I, I really like, I thought that the. The whole inventory, uh, trying to fit it into a bag with limited space, was a really interesting twist on the formula. Where most games are just like, "Hey, here's a bunch of garbage. Take it back and sell it. Uh, it's just <laughs> random. You can fit as much as you want." And the, the music bangs. I thought yeah. it,
1: it sounded authentically old, but like this is too good to be old. Yeah.
2: So it many is. many good. No, the, mu- the
0: music's really good. Hey, Probably could, listening to it some, some m- of it right now.
2: Remember traveling, and we would do that with our suitcases. Have to like fit things in and, and get ready what? to take trips. <laughs> <laughs> These are good times. Yeah, yeah.
0: You can you can also get remember. different kinds of bags that have like special slots, or it's like oh, you can shrink down some items. Or uh, in this one, all the items automatically just fall to the bottom, and you kind of have to sort it with that in mind.
3: Uh, and and does that come into play during the Tetris style puzzles? Yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. When I was looking at the screenshots, and I saw. The, the puzzle kind of looking screenshots I was like ooh, I don't know if that would be enjoyable to me but the yeah. way you describe it with it happening yeah, so I, quickly I had and... my
0: doubts too but then no it, it is actually pretty fun It's it gets repetitive after a while but mm-hmm. it's fun uh, and, and yeah, especially compared to some of these that I played which are just like stay in your shop all day and keep ordering new things for a bunch <laughs> of ungrateful peasants and maybe you'll get to add a forge at some point once again
1: video (laughs) games I already did that
0: as a job I'm Mm -hmm. not gonna pay to do that (laughs) anyway Pixel Shopkeeper it's pretty fun but clearly not as quite as good as number four This game is called Weapon Shop Fantasy, and it's not just a bunch of cacophonous sounds. I picked this one partly because I was really charmed by the setup and the story. You are a vampire, possibly Dracula, but you can also play as a female vampire and name either one. And you are just chilling in your castle. And then one day, uh, a dastardly hero by the name of Belmont comes and kicks you out and chases you off and so you have to go into hiding and borrow a bunch of money from the other vampire whichever one you decided not to play as and uh, another common theme that i've noticed with these games where you go into debt is that the person who owes you money comes to you and says like okay look you owe me more than you can reasonably pay off so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna set you up in business and you're going to work it off and so in this case the other vampire says like well Turn this big space you're living in into a weapon shop, and uh, here I've brought along your first employee. So this is this is basically one where because you're a vampire, you're confined indoors. Uh, relatable right now, but uh, you you are adding a bunch of crafting stations, staffing them with employees who can also. Be sent out on adventures, again, with a little side-scrolling auto-battler. You can have dedicated adventures who just go and do that while your other employees man the crafting stations. You can craft better equipment for your adventures, or you can just sell that equipment randomly, and there will always be a buyer for it that'll just show up, no questions asked. But it's kind of anticlimactic. just sounds like this. That that weird sound like somebody sucking in their teeth at the end that was a bunch of coins being thrown at you and mostly this is a series of quests where you're filling orders like this person's like hey can you make me 18 swords and like okay well gather the materials to make 18 swords i'll make your 18 swords and then when you deliver them they show up and say like hey thanks for the 18 swords here's a bunch of recipes to to make shields and cool armor and other stuff so like Filling these orders is also how you manage to craft new stuff and buy new horses. And and it's kind of neat in that the auto battler route is tied to a horse. Like you buy a horse and then you send the, the hero out on this battle that takes up like a, a fraction of the screen. And then you find out, like, oh, you can buy more horses, and every horse that you uh, put a hero on and send out into the world, uh, you can have different adventures going simultaneously.
2: Because yeah, you don't, you don't do just, anything. You you pretty much are just watching their health bar. Because you can you can bring them back, yeah. right, if they're about to die. Y-
0: yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like it's it's tempting to just ignore them. Uh, but if you do that, then you might miss them. Like, oh, they just ran into a, a really tough boss and got their ass kicked uh, because you need to be there to hit like the retreat button so you can pull them back before they reach zero Health. Right. If they do, they won't die, but they'll lose all the shit that they just spent a bunch of time gathering. So, I mean, this is kind of an idle game, but it is nice in that there's a clock on the wall that you can just click on and there's like three speeds, yeah. like the Sims, so you can just hit everything to maximum speed. There's no penalty for that and just let let things play out in uh, in fast motion
2: yeah a lot of these games are kind of like hybrids of idle games slash clickers mm-hmm. with some yeah. light sim management stuff thrown in mm-hmm. i just love in this one like the only reason you're a vampire is a they needed a reason for you not to go out on adventures yourselves and stay behind but b mm-hmm. it just seems to be a premise so they can write a bunch of jokes like that's like it, yeah <laughs>
0: it is it is just a
2: bunch of jokes like belmont uh, I, not necessarily I, mm-hmm. his last name because then we could get sued it's just belmont mm-hmm. the vampire slayer yeah. i thought it was interesting that this game looks like a really bright and colorful game with mm-hmm. a lot of daytime type of scenery yeah. you know
3: for a vampire yeah, that's yeah, running yeah.
2: a shop it, it looks <laughs> more like zelda one than than castlevania when, when you're looking at it the top down perspective and the colors and everything like that
0: yeah well, it looks it looks like an rpg maker game or something yeah. but i don't, I don't I think, think it, it is be. <laughs> like i got it on steam for like seven bucks but it is also on mobile at least it's on ios and you can either get it for like, I think $3, three. or there's a, yeah. there's a free version that I think is just a demo.
2: Yeah. But, I, I don't uh, necessarily recommend that version just because there's a lot of tiny text and, and a lot of tiny UI little button elements that, um, mm-hmm. even if you have a bigger iPhone, it, 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 it's probably just pay the $7 if you're interested in this game.
0: Yeah. Download it's the not, free one. If you like even it, if you don't have a good PC, like if you have any PC, it'll probably run this.
2: Yeah. I, I would say download the free one to see if you're into it. And if you are. I wouldn't buy it on mobile. I would just play it on a cheapo PC. Because, yeah, integrated graphics will definitely run this thing.
0: Oh, yeah. It's very Um, two-dimensional.
2: Unlike
0: unlike this next one, which is so three-dimensional, they had to put it on 3DS.
4: Number three.
0: Alright, that is what happens whenever a customer enters your shop in So this is a uh a... Is that George Sakai? No, I don't think so. <laughs> But oh I'm sure the person is Japanese. Uh, this is by uh, a, a game for 3DS exclusively, as far as I know, by level 5, the people who do, like Professor Layton mm-hmm. and Rogue Galaxy and uh, Nino Kuni, those games. It was created by a comedian named Yoshiyuki Hirai. and it's structured weirdly like a sitcom. like you, you are this boy named Yuhan who is the apprentice of a master blacksmith named Oyaji.
5: Oyaji! Oyaji, yeah.
0: yeah. Basic, doesn't it basically mean like grandpa or old man? Yeah, it's like dad or...
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah, old man. It's kind of like Which is, is weird what you call your dad.
0: At, at one point, like an old woman comes in and like, is like, oh, it's little Oyachi chan <laughs> She's way older than so he she's is. older but, than him. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Talks to him like he's a little kid, even though his name is old man. <laughs> I just
3: remember your affinity for uh, what's his name from Street Fighter, Dan Hibiki.
0: Dan Hibiki, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> With the little fire—that's his war cry right there. Yeah. Dan. Oh,
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so this is is completely unusual in that it is a, a rhythm game primarily. Actually, um, oh. you are running a weapon shop, but you don't actually sell weapons. You don't sell anything. You rent weapons to adventurers who come in, in like these weird little episodic things where I was like,
3: Oh my God, you rent weapons. Yeah, That's just they, they like Asian in free like, to play games. I
0: need to, <laughs> my, my boyfriend is a bandit and I need to go beat up his rivals to impress him. What do you have that could help me with this? And you're like, Oh, well I just made this cutlass for you, scary pirate lady. And I probably made it in a mini game that sounds like this. so you get you get a hunk of I mean, uh that. very like red hot metal and as it slowly cools you you have to bang on it to the rhythm uh with the touchscreen, and you will and you can turn it over and you will eventually shape it into whatever weapon it is you're trying to make then you put it into water to cool it down and then oyaji uh evaluates your work Conceal.
1: I really thought he was going, what's up? He's
0: saying like, first, he's saying like, good, okay, great, great. And then uh, something like, I, I, I looked it up on Google Translate and it says like, business shop. And it's like, that can't be right. It must mean something like business complete whatever. <laughs> but Job's done. Yeah. So then uh, <laughs> the person comes in, they have like this weird studio audience sitcom thing where they there's applause when they walk into the frame and then people like laugh at their jokes, whatever. And then they leave and you can Monitor them on social media, basically. There's a thing called Grindcast where you watch them through a crystal ball and they continually just, like, post updates that are, like, the size of short tweets. Okay, adventuring across the plains now. Oh, who are you? Oh, you don't look friendly. I'm going to fight you now. Oh, no, stop hitting me. Stuff like that. And uh, each, each one has, like, these little plot lines that unfold as you continue to rent them weapons. There's this one guy, for example, who keeps going on these epic adventures, and, like, Yu looks up to him so much, like, oh, you're such an ideal hero, I want to be just like you! And then, uh, he leaves, like, the recording, like, the, the weapons have, like, these recording devices on them, that's how you're keeping track of them. And he leaves it on at one point when he doesn't mean to, and you find out, like, oh, he's just going and using these brand new weapons that you made to attack his toys at home, and then he comes in and tells you about these epic adventures he had when he's really just a big, huge liar. So... Yeah, but it's it's an entertaining little game to if if, if you are still looking for something to play on three DS that uh, can't really be done anywhere else, it's it's pretty great. Actually it could probably be done on mobile. I don't know why they haven't made it for mobile. <laughs> but...
3: I just love the idea that they rent weapons in, in the same way that uh, free-to-play, like, shooters in Asian territories where there's more, like, PC bang cafes. You mm-hmm. know, it's more common to see that instead of selling you this weapon or skin, you rent it to
1: them for X
2: nice. amount of hours or days. <laughs> you, thought,
1: you, thought you, deg- you thought you hated degradable weapons. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, You know what I say to that, Tyler? I, I, I pull a Master Shake. I say, I don't want to rent. I want to own Frylock. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, but, but and and that's the thing. It's like it's weird that like it, it, like everyone comes in and is like, what you you don't sell weapons, you rent. How does this work? And like you have to explain it to them, and then they have to like sign a contract. And but the the advantage of the system for you is they pay you a bunch of money. They come back and they use the weapon. Like, hey, this worked out great. And then you rent it out to these NPCs who will come in and look for like I'm just looking for a random sword to go after this random monster. And And you, like, present them with something that's like, oh, wow, this is great. Are you sure you don't want to use this on a named character?
4: (laughs) 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 It's it's very
0: fourth-wall breaky that way. But, yeah, it's it's a cute game. Again, by the same people who created Professor Layton. I really can't recommend it enough. But there are two better (laughs) games that we need to talk about. And the first one is part of the reason I invited Tyler on this show.
4: Number two.
0: You might not be able to remember it from that alone, Tyler, but. Oh, I remember.
3: Oh, that would be Reciteer, in item shop tale, which I like to call it's one of those games that nobody knows about, but also everybody knows about. Or (laughs) they might have heard of it, because uh, it's it's one of these games that, like, turns like a hidden gem or a cult classic or a mm-hmm. you know a charming tale like these it's games like this that those kind of descriptors were made for you
1: know yeah reseteer a shop i what is it called
3: it's called reseteer, mm-hmm. and this is interesting side note too because the like, title like, of
1: like the a, game, a mouse of resets the
3: title of the game is a combination of the two main
1: characters, oh, oh.
3: Reset and Tear. Uh, oh. Is that a portmanteau or an amalgamation? What, sort of, what is that,
0: Michael? Sort of a portmanteau, but uh, also, like, as one of the characters jokes, like, but this could be read as racketeer. Are you <laughs> sure you want to call it? That's what I thought it was based
2: on was racketeering. <laughs> I thought, oh, they're, they're, they're playing on that. A
0: little bit. But, yeah, it's about a kind of naive teenage girl who inherits a massive debt from her departed father and so this fairy comes along who's been hired as a collections agent as i said before like it's one of those things like oh we're not here to just bankrupt you we're here to set you up in business and then then you'll owe us and you'll have to pay debt on a fairly regular schedule
2: which Um, which is racketeering right isn't that that the mob doesn't they just kind of lean into you, and, mm-hmm. and, and either, yeah, if you owe them money, they, they slowly bleed your business dry, or they will, yeah. Uh, yeah just... It didn't matter. It was all profit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank Fuck you, Henry trail. Hill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is uh, is very much in the same vein as some of the other ones we've discussed. I feel like this was one of the progenitors of the genre, in that, like, yeah, it's it's split between. This is a genre. Yeah, I know, it right? managing. Yeah, <laughs> it's split between managing a shop, so you have to find cool items and then uh, stock the shelves with them. So basically, she's just saying like, "What should I do now?" And I'm like, stock this shelf. What should I do now? Stock this shelf, um, <laughs> and and then uh, you. Can open and when when people come into your shop, they'll just come up to you and say like, "Hey, how much is this?" And you have a preset uh, retail price that you can uh, charge them for it, or you can try to haggle and move the price up or down depending on what you think they'll they'll you know go for. Sometimes you can ratchet it up a bunch and they'll say like, "Yeah, sure, that seems fair." And sometimes they they won't pay anything like, "Yeah, no, cut the price in half for whatever reason." Um, but success sounds like this. He's like, that 200% price increase sounds great. Here's all the money. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they have already no seen the
0: price and saying. they let
2: you get away with that shit the hell
0: no 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 you only you know the price oh, okay i was
2: gonna say but but you, you have to kind of decide like
0: what you think they'll be willing to pay so. ah. yeah and that's another thing in a lot of these um but especially this one and the next one that we'll talk about is um some some of these will preset prices on items and others just kind of leave it to you to decide what something's worth so you have to decide by trial and error based on like customer reactions. Like what will they want to pay for this? What's a good price? I don't know. Is it better to charge 500 gold for an apple or five gold? How much will I need? <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, but this is also uh, you're splitting your time between running the shop and going into dungeons for which you have to recruit an adventurer and then uh, reset and tear will follow along. Protected while, uh, you control the adventure and just disembowel a ton of monsters. And it's interesting that this is a PC game from the mid two thousands or late two thousands. How did, like how did you hear about it? Yeah. 2010. It feels like a PlayStation game from about 1998. Mm. Um, it's... How, did, how did you find out about it though? I found out about this it this was time for ago. me
3: the first like shopkeeping game I ever played mm. and mm. I was just so drawn toward like its style and the idea of running a shop like I've been looking for games like this ever since mm. you know I first played Reciteer. so I'm very I'm very I'm very much looking forward to trying some of the other games that that uh, have made the list
0: yeah rest is very
1: very charming and very goofy how is this not number, number one if two people played it <laughs> <laughs> i know
0: right i think i know well, what
2: number one is it's it's pretty yeah popular.
0: that's because our actual number one is a fairly recent release that people outside our immediate group might have actually yeah. played here we go <laughs> I'm pretty sure people have played it because this is uh, available free with Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, this is Moonlighter, isn't it?
2: Moonlighter, yes. Yeah, this, uh, this is, inspired the idea for me. I was like, wait. It's,
1: yeah? it's both both the worst Beatles song and the worst James Bond. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and share Movie, too. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: That is one of my dad's favorite movies. Your dad? Moonstruck. He loves he he loves Moonstruck. Yes, it's. I think it's the Italian family. Ah. Mm. Mm. I suppose
0: that makes sense. We watch it once a year. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. But Moonlight is, uh, or Moonlighter is a really good top-down 2D RPG, beautifully animated, and again, you're, you're running a shop that you inherited from your dad. There's no real debt to speak of, but you do need to sell a bunch of stuff in order to finance your adventures in the five dungeons that sit just outside of town. And these dungeons are very strange. You find notes littered throughout them from explorers who've tried to map them out and failed because they shift around a lot. And yes, this is a roguelite Zelda-ish game in that, yeah, the, the, the dungeons are Zelda 1 dungeons, basically. They are closed, single-screen rooms that have certain a certain amount of enemies in them that attack in diverse patterns. And your job is to survive, maybe unlock a chest and get the doors to unlock so you can go to the next room and uncover a boss. If you uh, the dungeons have multiple floors, even if you stick around on one for too long, a timer will show up and a green one-eyed monster will appear and chase you down and kill you in one hit, so it's really in your interest to keep moving.
2: Yeah, see, unlike in that wussy link, though, instead of a shopkeeper uh-huh. just telling you it's too dangerous to go alone, you go alone as the shopkeeper. You're out there yeah. making it happen, <laughs> man.
0: And you you start out you're very much a shopkeeper right at the beginning. You have your only weapon is like a broom, and uh, you immediately get your ass kicked. And when you when you get your ass kicked, you get booted out of the dungeon unconscious. And an old man drags you back to your shop, and it's like you can't do this. You need actual equipment if you're gonna go after monsters. So as you adventure and find more stuff and sell more loot, you can basically attract other business people to the town, including a store that's better than yours. Ooh. And, and, and use them to, to buy resources that you need for adventuring. You can unlock like a blacksmith and the blacksmith will take your gear and forge it in better gear if you find the right artifacts. The, the, the retail aspect of it is here's a bunch of stuff you have no idea what it is. The game gives no indication of its rarity or value, so you just kinda have to put it on a shelf and stick a price on it and see how people react. And they'll come in and they'll look at it, and they'll 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 wait a second, and if they don't like it, then they'll just be very disappointed. And little little frowny face or angry face will appear and they'll just leave the store. But if you're lucky and you hit that sweet spot, where they like it, but not too much because then you set the price too low, uh, you'll get a sale. Yay, dopamine hit from Cash Register Sounds. It's it is weird hey. that almost
2: every game on this list, I think every game, it either goes fantasy tropes, mm-hmm. like like medieval fantasy trope, or we had a couple Japanese entries on here. It's like that's that's. I mean, it they're all the- medieval fantasy. Yeah, um,
0: one hundred percent. This list is medieval fantasy, it's, yeah. and there are a bunch that I looked at, like uh, Shopkeep, Shopkeep Two, Winkeltcha Like they're all medieval or medieval fantasy. Um, there's no cyberpunk shop management that I'm aware of. Uh,
1: there's no Safeway Safeway manager or anything like that.
0: Uh, there probably is. I did I did find a a game on Steam that's just called Shopkeeper, which is not out yet, but they have a video like a trailer. Uh, Where you're like managing a convenience store and you have to like keep confronting shoplifters and robbers and stuff like that. And it throws like those, like the mafia game uh, prompts in front of you, like beat him up or submit and give him money. And like, oh, you got to click this thing. It's like, "Eh, I don't know. I just had a million dollar
2: idea.
3: Now figure out this trap with the lava falling all over. I
2: I just had our million dollar idea. No one steal this or go ahead because we're too lazy to make it. Licensed clerk shop management game where you dual manage a video store and a convenience store and have to take breaks for hockey and find dead dudes in the back mm-hmm. room with hard ons. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know so what your course. problem
1: is? You don't have the latest DLC,
2: Dante. <laughs> and like, they just came out with a
1: Jane Silent Bob game, so yeah. like, why yeah. not? The assets are there.
3: I feel like I learned a lot from this segment. I, I learned that there's so much more to shopkeeping games than it being about you running a
1: shop. Yeah, yeah you desperately desire to not work in games. Tyler wants to stock a store one day. You can only do it through the magic of video games.
0: That's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's been the list. <laughs> I hope someone found it entertaining. But I, I I had to play through a lot of games um, of varying levels of entertainment. You know, there's one for, game that I wish could be a this.
2: number zero, but uh-huh. it, it doesn't technically qualify because you're not the shopkeeper. But I would say it's right. a shopkeeper game. Rusty Slugger, man. Mm. Rusty Slugger is pretty much a shopkeeper game, but yeah, you're, you're like the, the therapist to a shopkeeper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, dude, dog, the don't kill
1: yourself. And
0: perpetually put upon customer of a don't kill yourself of an your experiment to, to, by Nintendo to see like if we make a character sad and pathetic enough, will people give us real money to keep it happy?
2: Yes, <laughs> the answer was yes. That guy's like, nose I don't hair really was want nasty. any of these
0: baseball it? mini games. I just want Rusty to be happy. <laughs> He's a fictional character. He can't. I want
1: him to happy. trim his nose hairs yeah. and acknowledge his children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Another one I really thought about suggesting uh, was a game where you run a village, but not technically a shop called Dungeon Village by Kairosoft. Ooh, that sounds Dungeon cool. Village. Those are the the um, game it's
0: dev. the game dev source. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So so it's like you know you you are you're building a little a little. A little adventurer town with, Hmm. you know, shops and inns and, you know, vendors that sell items and armors and adventurer NPCs will come into your your town and patronize it. And then they'll go fight monsters outside of your village and come back and spend more money.
0: So it's it's kind of a a step up. You're like now on the city council instead of just managing (laughs) one of the shops. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, this has been fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it. But on that note, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, a bunch of news and some other stuff. So stay tuned. Salesman,
4: where are you Salesman. gonna go sell all of your goods today? Salesman
2: gone not
1: get scratching. Hello, fellow nerf herders. Did you not like Last Jedi? Rise of the Skywalker? Or would you just prefer a majority of Star Wars fans take a slow walk into a volcano? What I'm saying is, are you sick of Star Wars? Well, I thought I was, but my co-host Jerry and Adam beg to differ. Except when they don't. Get ready for a whole lot of love, a whole lot of hate, and a whole lot of geeky therapy in our new series Sick of Star Wars with a big giant question mark. Exclusively available at Patreon.com slash Lasertime. Here's a little taste.
5: My monkey. Okay, I think Obi Wan's pretty solid character. I mean, he, he's my favorite character in the in the trilogy by far. I, and I've seen um, def-
1: I've seen defenses of it because like Obi Wan is boring in Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when he's whiny, he's, he's boring and whiny because yeah. he's a young, he's a he's a borderline youngling dude. He's, he's a yeah. youngling, yeah. and in the second movie, Anakin's the same way. I went to I looked up a weird thing, and I'm sorry I did it, and I have to mention it. I went to look up <laughs> movies about Hitler to watch a movie about what is essentially a monster. I think Go to a Rabbit, dude. Uh, <laughs> has it's been kind of a pat idea for anyone to make a movie about Hitler's Hitler from like a kid to dictator? Yeah, that's been done once, from what I can find, a really? miniseries with Robert Carlyle hmm. from Train Spotting. Everything else, almost everything, focuses on like his last days or like well, him, yeah. him as a struggling well, artist
5: you think that's because they, you know, people are afraid to try to humanize that person. That's
1: exactly why I think it is, exactly. and that's why yeah. that's why I think this movie flip flops so much because Obi Wan should have been the main character. It should have been clear that Obi Wan is the main character, but yeah. the reality is Anakin is because he has the most going on. He's got uh, he's got goals. Obi Wan doesn't. He has other people in his life. Obi Wan doesn't. Mm-hmm. He has desires. Obi Wan
0: doesn't. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's Sick of Star Wars, available exclusively at patreon.com slash lasertime, along with weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive bonus podcasts, and more for just five bucks. And that's in addition to the brand new show, Sick of Star Wars, an angst-ridden podcast saga told in nine parts. Listen long and prosper.
2: This is so wizarding.
0: And welcome back to our final segment, where we will not waste any time palavering over malarkey or. Oh man! This,
1: this segment brought to you by Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to palaver any more malarkey. Yeah, I had
0: him in my head. He's got hairy legs, or bullpuck. Turned blonde in the sun. Hey, that, no,
1: wait. You know, it's weird. I saw, I, I've seen one in my entire town, I've seen one Joe Biden sign. And I saw, I was driving down the road and I saw what was clearly that guy picking up a sign that had been defaced or run over. And And I drove by and I'm like, honk, honk, yeah, Biden. <laughs> just to like, make, like, chew that guy up. And I felt really bad for the rest of the day. He's like, everyone says Joe Biden sucks, but I swear this young kid fucking honked his Prius horn uh-huh. at me and, <laughs> and gave me a salute. And like, dude, I was just it was half just ironic trying to cheer
0: you up like well technically yeah. we're on the same side <laughs> yeah we're on the
1: same side I agree with you
0: I... alright 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 we, we need to get off this
1: my bad yeah alright all right. Joe Biden's gonna reduce prices on all games
0: by $5 yes he said that he said that <laughs> same with subway footlongs so they'll just be free from now on uh, you know it's not free though. Uh, that's a terrible segue, but I wanted to talk some more about Maneater because Tyler, you yeah. are actually one of the PR reps on Maneater. Yay! The the lovely <laughs> Shark P G they came out last week. Um, sure. the Shark P G. <laughs> yeah. Did you meet Chris Parnell? <laughs> I did not. I did oh, not. Okay.
2: What? <laughs> He's the best part of the game.
3: He is the he best part. He's a good Rick and game. Morty
1: this week. I love that man.
3: Interesting side note that could get me in trouble, but um, they were uh, considering as an alternative uh, Mike Rowe for the narrator from dirty jobs but i oh, wow. i am really happy with chris parnell no, i think chris, I think, oh, I think chris parnell a did better, a fantastic no, job i think if, in a lot of-
2: if you're not going to get the parn the second choice has to be Werner herzog that's the, yeah, oh, that that know, the so oh that would have been so good oh that would have got dlc
0: dlc yeah.
4: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> no, i'm serious of chris i will pay parnell, money he, for he's,
3: that he's always in these roles where he's He's just surrounded by absurdity, whether that's Archer, Rick, and Morty, uh, and, and that came through to
0: me as I was yeah.
3: no, he, swimming through he, the he game.
0: He gave the game a lot of charm, and uh, yeah. I, I loved the the weird little gags that he'd just say, like, whenever I, I find a new... Like, I, I think my favorite... Gag from him is just like this complete throwaway. When you like find this thing, is just like a bunch of uh, shopping carts just piled underwater with like a skeleton pushing a shopping cart next to it. And his only comment is, "Blah blah blah, late late stage capitalism." <laughs> <laughs>
1: It reminds me of his role as uh, Doctor Spachemin hmm. from from Thirty Rock. Yes. just just absurd dialogue said straight-facedly.
2: Yep. Oh, that, that's the beauty is is I the whole time I was playing that, I was like, I um, I can almost guarantee he didn't give any of these lines a second take. Like just knowing him, it was kind of like, Oh yeah, fine. He takes everything in stride. Hmm. Uh, someone did post a picture that reminded me. There is a, a fun little reference of a little little pineapple house at the bottom oh, of the yes. sea. In
0: what levels. about how sponges ah! are shellfish? <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: There's also that a great one. banana stand reference. Yes. Book, yes, what? there is very you know, good. The one recession
0: proof yeah. business. Yeah. <laughs> the
3: I, I wasn't expecting to walk away from Maneater thinking about the writing or the dialogue. Yeah, sure.
0: no. Yeah. But but that, that made it so much better, I feel like. And and actually like speaking of dialogue, like the, the main storyline with Scaly Pete, like those characters were almost too well written. Like I, I kind of, yeah. I didn't want to kill them.
2: <laughs> what? Once you get past his accent and in, in the kind of the silliness there, you're like, no, it, there's kind of a tragic storyline with yeah. him and the sun, yeah. and then you're like. You're like, wait, I identify too much with the – because they have to. By proxy, oh, and, and... you kind of have to identify with the human beings. But you're like, fuck, I don't want to fight this guy. I, I feel
0: like the Cajun accent is actually part of his charm. Like it, oh, yeah. it, 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 it's there's something warm about it almost even though he's like – he's kind of a dick. But then it's just like, um, you just got some problems, man. Like,
2: I'll see where he nailed me is, is uh, when his hat falls off and you find out he's completely bald on top and mm-hmm. just has the mullet in the back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: He's been Shawn Michaeling us the whole night. The whole night.
2: Because he is this like super well built dude with just like this huge pot belly. Mm. He's like super jacked, and then uh, by the end of the game, he's he's like half man. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: He's
0: turning into Darth Vader. Uh, I appreciated <laughs> so all the losses. all the Lovecraft references too. Like especially the uh, the thing that's like, oh, there's like a kaiju under this gate. And it's like that is clearly Cthulhu's face on there under those chains. Oh <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, it's, it's, I mean, if you think about the writing, it's basically Moby Dick. Like, it's just an alternate well, take on Moby bit. Dick. Yeah. Yeah. I like
3: to call it a dueling tale of revenge, mm-hmm. since, ah, okay. since they're both seeking revenge on each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Jaws, the double revenge.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> layers upon layers <laughs> in
2: manure. <handy revenge. laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting it's, that depth.
0: It's also kind of fun, like, I feel like. Um, you know, I've, I've, the last few times that I've played it, I've been a mega, and it's just kind of been me going through the game and unlocking all the things I didn't get during the, uh, pursuing the storyline, but I feel like uh, I'm having a lot of fun just doing that, and it's, it's nice at this stage while I'm doing that to be able to, like, look on Twitter and see people discovering the game, and it's like, oh man, I leveled up my shark, like... I think that the artist from uh, Night in the Woods was like, "Ah, oh, I leveled up my shark to an adult. Look at, I, I got bioelectric teeth." <laughs>
4: like, oh, yeah, that's so I, cool. I, what?
2: I discovered really late in the game because I never really used the shadow one. Hmm. Is like that's the one for maneuverability. Like if you need to get a license plate that's like a hundred feet above the water, hmm. like the shadow will, when he like lunges after human beings, it, like it, it shoots up in the air like nice. several stories. It's it's awesome. Hmm.
0: Useful to know. Yes. Um, but yeah, that is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm still going to be playing it, but I'm also playing Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. Ooh. Or mm. as I've come to think of it from just a couple of hours of playtime, uh, no time to explain, only to fight. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> so many of the. F- so so, if you've played Mortal Kombat 9, 10, or 11, you probably already know what to expect from the story mode, which is. Here is one of the best CG Mortal Kombat movies ever made. You will watch it and you will love it. And then occasionally it will hand the controller to you and you can fight. And uh, so much of the early game is just like the heroes have a plot and they need to uh, get people's to, to just get out of their way long enough for them to pull it off. But they're in too much of a hurry and they might change the timeline. If they tell people what they're up to, so instead they just end up fighting their way through all the people who are supposed to be their allies. And like, just tell people what you're doing, man. <laughs> and of course, it's like the the uh, the heroes at the beginning are like Nightwolf, Fujin, and Shang Tsung, and everybody's like, "Oh, Shang Tsung, fuck that guy! I don't trust whatever he says. I'm going to kill him right now." It's like, "Oh, sorry, I need to get in your way now." But but it's it's fun, and it has Robocop, and it adds Shiva, and uh, I did play as Robocop a little bit. He's uh, very kind of stiff and clunky, but fun, and I... Uh, you I, would imagine him to be stiff. I yeah. immediately pitted him against the Terminator, and yes, there is specialized dialogue where they talk to each other. And uh,
2: Yeah, we really saw that in that uh, video they released of yeah. the, the fatality of him... Shooting the Terminator in the dick, yes. and then uh, the Terminator exploding uh-huh. from rockets yeah, uh, yeah. behind his back. Yeah,
0: and and uh, yeah, you can pull out the the Cobra gun from the first movie and use that. Like that's just a special move. I think it's just like back forward light punch and like oh yep this drops out of the sky and you shoot shoot a dude with it.
2: Did you verify though? He's he's no way tied to the story mode. He's just like a character you play during arcade. As
0: far so? as I know, yeah, he's just a DLC okay. character. Um, I. It wouldn't make much sense for him to be in the story mode, but I don't want to write it off completely because I, I haven't played through all of it. It's a Mortal Kombat game with
2: fucking time travel, anything. Yeah, can make I know, sense,
0: but they kind of have their own <laughs> internal logic, and it doesn't make sense as for long as Robocop it's to show.
2: okay with the licensing contract. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah exactly. That's the caveat. <laughs> Not the story. <laughs> did the check
4: clear? But I, I then did it's like all so. Good.
0: Yeah, I, I, with him and, and Arnie, is just like, what model Terminator are you? It's like, I'm a cop. Like, I am not subject to human laws. Okay. (laughs) This works. Whatever.
1: We fought together in an ocean game, you
0: may remember. It was 30 years ago, roughly. They actually do make a
2: reference to that. They're like, haven't we met before? I do not think so. And then then they start fighting.
0: Is Predator in MK11, or is he in a previous one?
1: He's in a previous one. Which is a real... I really hope they smash Brothers... The shit out of Smash Ultimate. The shit out of the latter day Mortal Kombat's at some point. Yeah, I,
0: I, I, honestly, like I just want them to like do like they did with um, what's the DC game? I'm blanking on Injustice. 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 Yeah. Injustice so Gods In- Among Injustice Us, came out of uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Yes. And uh, I feel like at this point, like they could just do another one of those. Just do like a WB horror fighting game like why not yes. you've, you've got all these characters uh you've got freddy and the jason snyder and cut. Leatherface. Zack
2: snyder presents mortal uh, kombat versus the Zack snyder like you don't even
0: need the mortal kombat characters at this point just all the dlc characters mash them up into their own game puppet master doll man and uh,
4: adding them. yes
0: <laughs> ash from evil dead why not i mean that is absolutely happening yeah I feel like there's already a fan game that did that. I forget what it's called, but, like, it would Mugen? be nice to see an official version of that.
1: <laughs> Mugen? Tyler's the only one who knows. It's, it's, it's not <laughs> Mugen.
2: It's his, its, his, it's his own thing. So, yeah. it's where own else thing. are you going to see Ash fight a Sega Rally car other than Mugen? <laughs> yeah, Ash. Yeah.
1: yeah. Fuck it, it's like, yeah, you can play as Ash versus JonBenet, Ramsey, and Peter Griffin.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> Well, I think that's (laughs) bad. Um, what was I gonna say oh yeah Aftermath the, the pricing is a little bit confusing I think yeah, it's I'm looking that up, that up now yeah, is it it's, 40 bucks it's I think it's 30 for just the expansion and the new DLC like in and Robocop the new DLC characters I think Shiva is one of them as well uh, there's also the 40 dollar version which also comes with the combat pack which has the Terminator and Spawn and like the Joker early DLC characters okay there's the first wave yeah and then there's the spelled with a K, collection, which I think is uh, it's the base game, if you don't already have it, plus all the mm. DLC, plus... Uh, that's probably Aftermath. 60 right? Yeah, I'm I think so. That's the $60. It. Right? Yeah, it's it's con- so confusing. If you go to
1: mortalcombat.com slash purchase,
4: mm-hmm.
1: it's like, do you own Mortal Kombat 11? Yes or no? And then you can click on your system and click on... Everything will
2: start highlighting what you need or what
3: you don't <laughs> like. Need. A flowchart. It's, it's fucking <laughs> weird, <laughs> but it's like it's it sounds
2: game. like some destiny taking king bullshit where no one's going to be yeah. happy. And some, remember when you could just go to the store and
0: buy a cartridge? <laughs> and yeah, I do, Superman. and I, don't, I
2: remember that game
1: being dormant in like two weeks, and then never mm-hmm. having any more content. And this does fair,
0: fair, okay, fair. okay.
1: And 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 it's not charging you full price, so yeah. there you go. And I picked up Mortal Kombat 11 on a Black Friday sale for like twenty bucks. How much? Yeah, does that possibly. Yeah. Cost but, but it does. I, I mean,
2: has an all-new story. Um, a couple new arenas, right, Michael? Like, there's other there's other stuff. You yeah, I think in, so.
0: In... Um, I, yeah, there's like a retrocade that I don't remember being there before, and probably someone's going to run and be like, "No, that was in the combat pack." If if it was, I didn't see it, but it's like a an arcade where there's like a bunch of projectors set up. And you can do that thing where you hit, like, RB or R1 to just sort of, like, bounce off something in the background. And if you do that off of a flashing projector, then it will change the backdrop into something from, like, Mortal Kombat 2 or 3. That's pretty cool. I saw some GIFs showing
3: that feature off, and I was confused why people were jumping around. Mm. So that makes sense. That's how you trigger it, because it's an environmental kind of interaction. exactly. cool.
0: So, yeah, and it's it's fun. And uh, yeah, the story is top notch. Uh, it, it focuses on Shang Tsung, who's played by Kari Hiryu Tagawa, who's always arresting to watch. So, uh, yeah, that, that guy's great in this game, and uh, I recommend it.
3: Nice. <laughs> Let me ask nice. you a question Did you find yourself, as you're watching the story mode, like whenever a shot comes up that frames the characters on the left and the right, you know, you're like, Oh, it's time to <laughs> yeah, pick yeah, up the yeah, controller. <laughs> <laughs> Just like it <laughs> like
0: it slowly pans out like, Oh Nightwolf oh, standing time. on the left. Alright, time to <laughs> throw some tomahawks. <laughs> then every once in a while they trick you, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, am I gonna fight this person? Is this nope. nope. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, Okay, put that. it down. So yeah, no, I'm I'm having fun with it so far, but again, it is very much you know. If you've played the story mode in Mortal Kombat, in Latter day Mortal Kombat, you know what to expect where it's it's mm. highly cinematic and then you'll play a fight that's kinda set to easy, but it doesn't really matter because you just want to see more of the story. So
4: mm, yeah. Cool. It's
1: fucking yeah. awesome, dude. I love more I love the new Mortal Kombat so It really
0: much. is. And um, Matt, you played Minecraft Dungeons.
2: Yeah, oh. I've been playing not a not an expansion, but a spin off. because mm. um, gentlemen, let me ask you when I utter the word Minecraft, what's one of the first things that comes into your mind? That's right there in the name. I know where you're going with it. I'm gonna answer crafting. Hmm. Crafting? I would
3: have
4: also I'm accepted mining. Mining.
2: <laughs> mining. <And laughs> yes. N- neither of which are in this fucking. The game. loss of relevance in this industry. Uh, that... <laughs> Not even. They make a ton of cash. Um, I was talking about me. So there is. There's no mining. There is no crafting. This is Babby Diablo.
3: Wait a minute, um, are there
2: dungeons? It, it's it's nothing but a dungeon Oh, <laughs> So would okay, that be Diablo, or
3: one
6: Bab
4: out
2: of Diablo. three? <laughs> it's a um, very, very simplified form of Diablo. It looks beautiful, I, I should say this. Like it's, They've taken the Minecraft engine, and everything's in the voxels or whatever, but with the lighting and stuff they're using, like it's a really pretty game. But it's just so basic, and it's like... It, so, like, in Diablo, you know, if you die or whatever, you might you might lose some stuff. Like, in this game, you can tell they're trying not to penalize people for dying, and you will die a lot. Because what's weird is, like, even though it's it's supposed to be kind of like kids, babie's first Diablo, there's some really weird difficulty spikes, especially around bosses and stuff. And, and they don't really give you a lot of, like, potions or ways to heal yourself. And it's one of those things that it tends to happen in a lot of action RPGs where... You'll be rolling through a whole level with full health, and then all of a sudden you'll get surrounded by enemies and just drop. Like 90% of your health bar will drop. And so it's got some of those issues. Not a lot of escapability, powers. You have like one dodge roll, and that's it.
0: It's kind of weird also to think of Baby's First Diablo, because Diablo itself is not a tremendously complicated game. Uh, I I remember a preview that you wrote for GamesRadar,
2: Tyler, that was just the word click over and over again, <laughs> oh,
0: <yeah. laughs> like a thousand times. Some of my but best work. But that's the thing,
2: is the combat in this game is literally <laughs> one button for your main weapon, and then you will get other weapons that are, I mean, total you're mapping your combat to three or maybe four weapons, and most of them are on cooldowns. And so really it's that primary, if I was playing on PC, it would have been a click, a left click. Uh, with the occasional like number button, but I was playing on my Xbox one, so it's like yeah, I'm hitting a most of the time, just dumb you know button mashing a and then occasionally just looking for reset you know cooldowns. okay now now this the arrow power thing is available to me, but those don't cool down quick enough. Um, I got the sense because this game when you when you first get in there you can tell there's all kinds of UI for lobbies and stuff. like I think they really do intend for you to play this with other people and my understanding is a lot of young people do play minecraft together like it's not necessarily a solo experience like when i play minecraft it's like i'm just gonna fucking dig a tunnel and do some shit by myself i don't you know so i think the difficulty might be scaled to have multiple people in your party and that would help with a lot of it but um so it's not a terrible one of these but it's it's also not what i'm looking for from minecraft and I think there's other better action RPG alternatives out there that uh, someone like like me would probably be looking for. But um, hey, it's part of Game Pass, so I got to play it for quote unquote free, so I can't really complain that much. Hmm.
0: All right. Well, a couple of other games are out this week that we didn't get a chance to play: uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is coming to Nintendo Switch, uh, which will be the, the third time this game the game is third out? time this game is coming out, and I am. I'm almost certainly going to try to play it again. Uh, But I keep, like, this came up before on 3DS and before that on Wii. And it's one of those things where it's like, I really want to play it because it is an open-world action RPG. And that qualifier open world is like an automatic, like, tell me more. Uh, (laughs) On the other hand, this is a Wii-era JRPG, so... (laughs) Your mileage yeah, exactly. may vary. Uh, mine no, certainly does. I, I, I loved
1: it on, on on new 3ds. Really, I thought it was great. Yeah, and, and just and just in certain things, we have a whole show about Final Fantasy VII. But it's just like if you, what you want from like an open world RPG where you have choices is to like find a way to find stuff and get into battles, and you can still do that here. Hmm. And granted, my my memory of the visuals are a little glossy but it looked excellent it ran at like 60 frames a second i i, I really had a blast i, I didn't finish it because it got a little repetitive and a lot of over the talk jrpg story horse shit cutscenes that i just lose patience with after a while but like the combat I, I really did like it and i really did like its its setting and universe and characters
2: I mean, if you are confused as to what game this is, I can't blame you because I, I admittedly it's was the one like, with Shulk from Super Smash The Flash Shulk Brothers. story. Yeah, it's, that's what they should call it. They should call it Shulk Story. <laughs> I thought this was the fourth version of this game because there's there's literally a game called Xenoblade Xenoblade Chronicles X that, that is apparently that's a completely, a completely new different game. That was on Wii U, and then mm-hmm. but there's also other Xeno things that they're yeah. not really the same universe so there's Z- xeno gears and Xenosaga, saga mm-hmm. right like Xenomorphs. but they're not really related no, it's but I it's think all... some of the same people might have worked
0: on them but i i don't know I, that i think sure. it is yeah, yeah The
2: same creative and, guy, and
0: then guy. xenoblade chronicles 2 which was definitely its own thing where the the main character wore like a diving suit but with these like what was it He he wore like chaps with those little tight shorts and it's like this is really strange and unsettling and but you can uh, in one of the it has one of the most useful camera features ever, which is the ability to lock the camera in place just about anywhere, including staring directly at the hero's ass. Um,
2: Perfect. Yeah. Well, he's wearing <laughs> chaps. You can, you can have
0: a screen filling ass and just walk around like that.
2: Perfect. <laughs> Needed that in your automata. Totally.
0: Uh, automata.
1: <laughs>
2: actually, actually, that's my favorite trophy. Probably of this generation is the one in Near automata you get if you try to look up uh, which one is she? Is she zero? Uh, what, what's her designation? Yeah, if you try to look up her, her skirt too many times, she turns around and wags her finger and then mm-hmm. it pops a trophy. Like, yeah. basically calling you a perv. It's great. Mm, try it.
3: What was that zombie game in a high school with a girl? Like Pop chainsaw? chainsaw? Mm. Didn't that have a similar achievement? With yeah. Some yeah. yeah. Upskirt shot kind well, of? I
1: love, a... I love how definitive Michael was with his yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I
3: remember, now, now I I I'm ashamed remember.
0: That, that, that that was
3: living in my brain
0: that's suit sort of 51 I think that did that so yes I'm pretty sure it had yeah. that yeah um, <laughs> with Guardians of the Galaxy's James Gunn you try that shit with uh, Sam Porter Bridges he'll literally punch
2: your that's face right. that's right Yeah. Uh, and then last thing, it wasn't out when uh, by the time we recorded this, but I really want to play it. So there's a new Shantae game. Uh, Shantae and the Ooh. Seven Sirens came out this week.
0: So. Exciting.
2: Love Shantae games. On
0: multiple games. platforms. Hmm. Yeah, those are always fun.
2: I've always been interested in that series because
3: it seems like such a great fandom community around these sh- Shantae games. Mm-hmm. Like It just feels very positive yeah. and they're delighted and they're supportive of way forward and think the
0: first one i got into was half genie hero which might be the last one before this so i, I played Pirates uh, was, curse. was really
2: good. pirates curse was really hmm. good too
1: but i think there's not that many it was it was kind of a failed 3ds or uh game boy game, game boy color yeah it was did capcom publish it yes yes
0: And I say that and I can only think of RuPaul saying, Shantae, you stay.
2: Me too. (laughs) Same.
1: (laughs) I've been doing it this
3: whole
2: time. Is one of them still on Xbox Game Pass? At one point, at least one of those games. Probably one of them is, yes. I'm sure. I want to say, was this Seven Sirens game originally one of those Apple's
0: game exclusives? Oh, the Apple Arcade? Yes, confirmed. This is, you can play it right now on iOS. There we go.
1: Hmm. Uh, speaking of which, it, it, uh, this is some minor news. for uh, If you pre-ordered the TurboGrafx-16 Mini, it did start shipping. And yeah. I received uh, mine finally. Yeah, I
0: got mine. Mm-hmm. I forgot to cancel <laughs> the fee- order now. I'm like, oh, do I keep this <laughs> or do I send it back?
1: <laughs> wait two weeks. You could probably sell it for double. That's true. I, I'm making... Uh, uh, part of my quarantine stuff is, A, those arcade... like Retrofitting those arcade cabinets and uh, making them into new machines. But I'm, I'm making a retro mini... Because I know I'm going to have to invite new systems into my life, I need to basically like make a retro mini shelf so I can have room for at least one new console mm. in the next invite year. Invite new systems and
2: into your life? What are you, a born-again gamer? You know, have you invited new <laughs> systems into your heart, Chris?
1: I just want to create a hospital environment yeah. for these corporate machines.
2: <laughs> well, it, like the, the new console's coming out. like
0: I'm I'm heartened by, like, okay, so the Xbox Series X, I can just use that to replace Dude, my current Xbox I don't have to Xbox move anything.
1: One. I can put it where my router is because like no console would fit in there, but this thing is like a f- fucking humidifier mm. and, and, and like nothing else could go on that shelf. I'm like, oh, the Xbox One X. I might just get it just for the form factor.
0: <laughs> but yeah, then the PlayStation 5, it's like, well, I can't quite use it as a replacement for my PS4 because what was it? It's like it only plays like 100 PS4 games out of the box.
1: You don't even know what it looks like. You don't know the dimensions and that, that spec fucking patent thing. It just looks like a it looks like a ship from the nineteen seventies Battlestar Galactica. What, what the fuck is that thing going to look like? Show me the PS five cowards. I hope it fills
0: an entire room. That's, that's what I hope.
1: I hope it's 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 less a console, more of a bounce castle. Like it has to be in the front yard.
0: Well, on that note, we seem to be getting into the news, so let's segue too.
2: You know, gentlemen, it's been quite a while since I did one of these, and you you might have thought that this segment went away with all of this COVID-19 nonsense. But no, because I have some news that would fit perfectly into our...
4: VGA Hollywood Studios!
0: Matt, there is no Hollywood left. It's all <laughs> gone. There isn't. Hollywood, I'm
1: sorry
2: to report, has been totally... Boffo. Well if it wasn't before I don't know it might be means. after this. Chris, they're doing a fucking Kingdom Hearts TV series on Disney Plus.
5: You can't do that! <laughs> no
2: <laughs> I want I never have wanted to finish a game so bad and
1: not have it exist anymore in three. <laughs> like just no
2: more, please. And the development of this series can if you can believe it, is actually more checkered than the development of the games. So this is this iteration of the T V series Disney had wanted to do and then passed, and they made Square create the pilot using the Unreal Engine, which is actually kind of cool that they use the Unreal Engine. Hmm. So Mandalorian won't be the only show. Um, but some of the people, I guess, that were, like, attached to the projects, they, they were saying, they were confirming things, saying, yeah, it's it's most likely not live action, it's going to be CG animated. They're currently in casting it. Uh, back in the day, after the first Kingdom Hearts, Disney had originally planned to do a series that got shit-canned. This was back after 2002 original, so... Yeah, the, the, there's been many starts and stops with the Kingdom Hearts series. I hope they cast Haley Joel Osment, but make it live action. Yes, so. please. Please. <laughs> I mean, now that Disney Plus exists and they need to fill a whole network with content, you can see how something like this would actually come to fruition. If I was
1: casting GamesRadar Intern, it would just look like Haley Joel Osment now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, <laughs> yep. Yep.
2: He was on, I think, the episode one of uh, the What We Do in the Shadows TV show.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he's in uh, Silicon Valley. sees everything, in- dude. That dude
2: yeah. fucking rules. But it's great because I, I was like, oh, shit, they're setting him up. He's this new character. Maybe he's going to join season two. Nope. Don't get your hopes.
4: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. um, that is the Hollywood news. Uh, I do have some... We have some sports news, gentlemen. Some no! sports crossover. Ooh, um, with sports. Well, as, as you guys may, may be aware, with all the COVID stuff, one of the few sports we've actually been getting is F1 Racing. Because F1 Racing is basically oh. like a real-life video game. But they basically just took it all and said, okay, we're going to do eSports. But these drivers have been using these, like, super high-tech simulators to to play out the F1 season. Unfortunately, one of the drivers thought it would be a good idea to bring in an actual esports ringer to play for him and race his car for him, and he got caught doing it. And he is in big trouble right now.
0: This, this is like, what, was it like a
2: few weeks ago, like uh, a racer like, just rage quit and got fined for it? I think I think he might have had a heated gaming moment even.
3: Mm. You know what's interesting about that? It was about how how when you've got these real world F1 racers entering this esports scene now with these kind of organized events the argument is over the different acceptable behaviors in a video game versus Mm. driving in real life I think it was some kind of instance where someone was brake checking or something like that in the video game, which I'm like, Well who cares? It's a video game. Yeah. You know?
4: yeah. Like, take
0: the
3: win.
4: You but, know? but in real life that but would have like crash right. the cars, yeah. multi million
2: dollar cars. Yeah. yeah,
0: you can't do that. Yeah, you, well you that's the other from... thing that's like it's not quite the same as the real sport, is it? Because there's not the element of danger. Like we need to know that at any moment these drivers could crash and go flying out of their cars and into the jaws of whatever the European equivalent of an alligator is.
1: I've been to a, a, a real racing event. If you think these people are interested in the pristine ingenuity of these machines (laughs) and the timing it takes to pilot them, you are wrong. There is is – nothing on their hats indicated that they were interested in those kind
2: of things. No, F1 is the classy racing, Chris. Come on. This is the European Oh, the European racing. So this this is – he he drove for Audi actually. This guy's name is Daniel Apt, A-B-T. Um, and yeah, he was disqualified from a recent esports race and fined 10,000 euros. That's like, that's like 40 million, Ooh, dollars. Apt. um, because he, he brought in a ringer and, uh, yeah, Audi had to su- suspend him. So don't cheat in esports or ever. Just don't cheat. Audi also brought to you my belly
0: button. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. Howdy. Got it.
1: In in
2: more COVID cancellation news, it has been confirmed uh BlizzCon ain't happening this year. Blizzard mm. has, has gone on record, so yeah. Normally it takes place in Southern California, near Disneyland, uh around November every year. And so yeah, they they are just straight up saying nope, we're not gonna That do sucks.
1: It. I was I was really looking forward to the
2: controversy that would come out of that. <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing
4: else.
2: Yes, but don't worry. You're not getting BlizzCon, but you are getting the return of a classic franchise. Uh, Silent Hill is returning as a mode in Dead by Daylight. Kind of. Yeah. Is is it a mode, or is it just the characters? It's it's the characters. So Pyramid Head is one of the bosses. He's the the game's Mm. latest killer. Um, You can play as him. And then you can play as, uh, for survivors, you can adopt the guise of uh, Silent Hill 3 protagonist Cheryl Mason... Though actually, she's known as Heather in that game, um, right. and then she's going to have the game's first legendary skin. You'll be able to turn her into Student Nurse uh, Lisa Garland. Oh, so. uh,
0: yes, from the first game, yes, mm,
2: uh, legendary. But
0: also, I think there's a, a kind of something kind of neat about Pyramid Head himself. He sends like instead of where the other killers have to like hang the survivors on like meat hooks, mm-hmm. where they can be rescued uh, for for like to sacrifice them, whatever. Pyramid Head, I think, sends them to, like, a pocket dimension. Oh, cool. Uh, so it's it's a little bit more difficult to escape from. Nice. I don't know. Could be. But it's it's out now, so you
2: can see for yourself, I think. Well, it's, it's out on the PTS now for PC. That's right. It com- yeah, comes right. out in you're June right. officially. Test servers. Yeah. yeah.
1: What about the Silent Hill Rumors that I've been enjoying? Am I the only one who's read those?
2: I mean, I've seen them on and Maybe. off for months.
1: That, that Sony is developing the new game and may, in fact, own it? Or own it going forward.
0: That wouldn't be the worst thing. I'd, I'd love to see. Yeah, why not Sony? And yeah, maybe maybe bring in
1: Koji Pro while you're at
0: it. Yeah. Do what Konami decided not to.
1: Sony ha- Sony uh, has
2: a history of uh, making games. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> uh, this was all announced, by the way, as part of a fourth anniversary stream of Dead by Daylight. Hard to believe that game's four years old. Um, Where they also announced later this year they're going to be getting cross-play between the console, PC, and I believe even the mobile versions. They're all going to be able to play against each other.
6: Cool. Yeah.
2: We've talked a little bit about NVIDIA GeForce Now on on this show and kind of the troubles they've been having. Um, So they released some news that they are changing models, I guess, before... Publishers were automatically opted in, uh, and they had to ask to opt out. So now NVIDIA is changing the terms so that as a publisher, you will have to opt in to have your games be part of the service. Um, Buried sort of in the news, they, they showed here's the games that are on the service, and then here's the games leaving by the end of May, And unfortunately, one of the only things kind of keeping me on that service, uh, Sega's games look to be leaving because the the Yakuza games are no longer supported after May 31st on GeForce Now. So looks like Sega did not choose the new opt-in option.
4: Hmm. Yeah.
2: So more troubles for for GeForce Now. It's just a bummer because that's... It is the way that streaming should probably happen. They let you use existing libraries. You don't need to rebuy games. Yeah and yet it doesn't look to be doing yet.
4: so
2: well. Yeah. Um hey, there's a new Toy Soldiers game in the works, Toy okay. Soldiers 2 Finest Hour.
1: I lo- that's the one with Sean Aston and and Will Wheaton. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, that is the one. That that with uh, where they take over the boys the boys' dorm. That's
2: that's a great movie. No, this was the Xbox Live Arcade uh, kind of a miniatures strategy series based I believe the first couple games were based in World War 1. Uh, Ubisoft did one a few years ago that, that brought yeah. in your favorite childhood toy series. First one was based on World War One. Yeah.
0: Second one was based on the, the Cold, Cold War, War and maybe. had like, you know, a Rambo style character. And then, yeah, the most recent one was War Chest, I think, which uh, had like a, a few conventional armies and then added like G.I. Joe, He-Man, yes. the assassins from Assassin's Creed yes. and a few others. So
2: they, they look to be going back to their roots a little bit in that this new one is going to be based in World War Two. Um, We are also getting the first two games in the series as HD remasters. So Toy Soldiers HD and Toy Soldiers Cold War HD are coming spring and summer of this year to the Nintendo Switch. So lots of toy soldiers. They're back on the battlefield, if you will. Uh, And then last bit of news of the week. um, Sony held a state of play that revealed a lot about The Last of Us 2 that I'm going to be honest with you guys. I did not watch because I do not... I don't want to know enough about this game. I, I don't want to be spoiled. I just yeah, want to... Like, I, I, f- I feel like you're, you're doing this now. <laughs> well, let me tell like... you all about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell us. Well, the, the thing is, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say, like, don't do this. Uh, but for for me personally, like, I, this is coming out in a few weeks. I'm fine with waiting. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't really need... Like, the more interested I am in a game, the less interested I am in seeing chunks of it revealed. Like, I just want to play this.
2: Yep. Yep. So I, I just what I did is I brushed through, kind of a cliff notes summary of what they showed, and I don't want to spoil too much. But um, basically, they revealed the game picks up. We, we knew this already. Several years after the events of the first game, so they, uh, Ellie and Joel are settled in a peaceful settlement in Jackson, Wyoming, and part of the game is going to take place there. Ellie is going to be 19 at the start of this sequel. So now we kind of Legal know. How old she bud. Is. All of my artwork will no longer get me arrested. <laughs> <laughs> the game, I think, like the first, is taking place over several different seasons, different climates, different areas. Um, one of the biggest pieces of news is is really how open world this game looks compared with the last one. Because the last one, the environments, I it's think, astoundingly close. They, they felt open, but they were pretty story. Those movies
1: are cra- hmm? those games were crazy closed. That was the only thing that made them feel dated. Because they still look. The yeah. first Last of Us Still I played I Sorry I, I finished Last of Us Like last month And, and like This still looks really good But yeah. it is It is like It is one hallway After another It is yeah. very very closed mm. yeah. and, and that's the only thing I think Is a little dated about it Because like You can have all these options and I'm like Dude I can't move From one hallway to another Like there are not Really options here But I, I would love to see That game open up A little more <laughs>
2: And, and that's exactly what's happening. It's it's the maps yeah. are
1: huge. Yeah, yeah. To, to have a house full of like uh, an impossible fucking warehouse full of dudes that I can just like avoid the story and envision Ellie being murdered and just fucking
0: work through all day.
1: It seems so fun.
0: Why don't you go to envision Ellie being murdered? <laughs> I, I,
1: didn't, I didn't say that. That's that's not what I said. Uh, <laughs>
0: As long as I can bash in some cultist's face with a brick, I'm I'm fine with whatever. Just yeah. let me let me have that gore.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And that, that's the thing that this is always like a weird flashpoint for me. I feel like the same argument came up around the previous Last of Us. Is like people are like, oh no, this is so violent and so gory. It's like it's a horror game. Not everything is Disney. Like what what medium do you think this is? <laughs>
1: It's an M rated game, and, yeah. and back uh, back in my day, when you got an R rating, like it's like if you got an R rating on a movie, every one of those movies decided to do everything they could to that would then earn you an R rating. Yes. we already have one. Mm-hmm. We already have the worst restriction that's not porn we can work with. Yeah, why not throw titties into this <laughs> into this equation after we're
0: already murdering people? Oh man, I can't wait to see Titty Stabber Part no, Five. No, I don't want titties. That's what I was asking for. About all of I hear I this one, he stabs
1: three
2: titties. Total Recall reference this week on 302010. Well, Chris, I mean, God, this game has already good. been banned in, what, I think it's Saudi Arabia because it shows girls mm-hmm. kissing, so yeah. uh, you wow, can't what go a, too What really a shocker. The oh, right. That's the
1: kind of thing that will bring down an empire based on oil? <laughs> like, what is, what is your problem? <laughs> you know
0: what their problem is. <laughs>
1: girls kissing.
0: Oh, man.
1: You know what you do with your problems? You take your problems, bring them to the Saudi consulate, and saw them up. Them.
2: <laughs> that's what you do Aww. with your
1: problems. Let's, so, yeah, yeah.
2: take, take last of us sure. in there. And bzz. <laughs> no, you take your problems. You go out to a huge open-world Seattle area with grappling hooks, because that's what Ellie will mm. have this time. And, and, yeah, they're basically kind of saying... You might be able to avoid conflicts altogether because the levels are going to be so kind of big. And I don't them. want to avoid
0: conflicts in Last of Us. Come on.
2: <laughs> I think
1: they'll incentivize reasons for you to go in more populated yeah. places. Mm-hmm.
0: I want to distract Guard A by throwing a brick into Guard B's face. All right?
1: <laughs> if you could, if I was streaming my Last of Us playthrough, Michael, I would call it a brickless play- playthrough. I did not have any use for bricks. What? Yeah, no, that's I'd how never you use solve most of
2: the yeah. environmental puzzles. I
1: dropped to... every single brick I was holding for a bottle because a bottle has two functions.
2: Yes, that's true. It can also hold things. <laughs> Three functions. You can drink stuff out of it too. You can smash yeah, people's faces. Real. Distract. There, there should
0: have stuff. been a button to pee into the bottle so I can then throw it at a guard. You know, don't yes. just kill, insult. That would
1: be so much fun to like pee in a bottle and then like rip off a rag and stick it in and light it on fire. Guy thinks he's about to be burned alive but he just gets covered in piss and his own (laughs) blood now, now, you
2: guys That's just Death Stranding. You're just redesigning Death Stranding. Come on. (laughs) That's true. I
0: did have piss grenades in Death Stranding. (laughs) And shit. I never tried throwing them at a person though. I probably should have.
2: Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Mm. Can't get away with that kind of thing in polite company. Anyways gentlemen that's all the news that is fit to play.
0: Hooray. Well, that brings us to the uh, community segment, which is always the segment in our community. Last week's question was who's an athlete you'd love to see star in their own non-sports game? And what would that game be about? Um, Tyler, you weren't here last week. Has there ever been a sports star that you're like, man, that guy should have his own game where he fights monsters?
3: I mean, you know, these days with just uh, all the all, all all the all the violence, all the all the all the police brutality, I, mm. I, 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 I wanna see something with Colin Captain.
4: Right.
3: Maybe he could team up with Jesus. They could <laughs> go on a time traveling adventure And together they could
0: help Kanye's mom get into heaven?
3: Yeah. Well, I was thinking <laughs> they could rewrite history and, you know, prevent the right, future yeah. apocalypse of some sort that would be a metaphor for whatever is going on. I would play that game.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I really thought you were gonna say Charles Barkley, shut up and G- jam <laughs> Gaiden too, because you're the only one who. Like, oh, it uh,
3: already exists. Yeah, that yeah, game. You
1: evangelize exists. that game so much. <laughs> I, I want Ace Attorney crossed with O.J. Simpson.
2: <laughs> uh, you are not the only person to say that. I weeded all those responses okay. out because that shit's too obvious. Get it uh, out
0: no, 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 no. <laughs> 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 Well, yeah, we should get to those responses. So from the official Lace of Time Facebook community, Kirk Honaker says, I think a Muhammad Ali game about punching racists in the civil rights era is that a is that a euphemism for a part of the body? The civil rights era um, would be extremely entertaining. <laughs> Start as Cassius Clay and get more and more powerful to you. Earn the rank of the greatest and become Muhammad Ali. Wow.
1: <laughs> and, uh, Edgar Diaz says an MK style fighting game featuring short tempered athletes like John Mack. <laughs> <laughs> you can summon frogs. Uh, Kevin Garnett. Uh, oh, I have never heard of this person. Zinedine Zidane. Oh, you
0: remember person? him? He headbutted that guy. I don't in, remember this. In the World Cup. In the World, World Cup. Yeah,
2: yeah, he headbutted a guy Andy in the chest. Roddick. That's not how you headbutt. You headbutt to the head. Ooh. To the face.
1: Yeah. Oh. Andy Roddick, you get the idea. I mean, with two of those people, I do, but not the other two. But I like it. And throwing Bill, Bill Lambier in there, why not? I don't know <laughs> what he looks like, but his basketball game was brutal. Mm. He looks like a congressman now.
0: He's
4: yeah. old and
0: gray. Most most that aging to all white too.
1: guys. Shave your mustache, you'll look like a congressman too. It was depressing. We were. Uh, I was bitching about my our governor, and then Sam just goes, "You know he's our age, right?" Like, oh,
2: fuck. oh It's what, even worse. What the governor's my age? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that, old. Oh, that, that's how we know they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, By the time was he was your age, he was governor. <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly, Chris. What are you doing with your life? Uh, <laughs> Drinking
1: whiskey and talking about sports video games that don't exist.
0: That's true. Uh, well, we have a, a couple of video responses this week, both from guys named Cody, beginning with Cody
6: Laveau. Afternoon, gang. It's cage of crippling Cody Laveau. You can probably see some buffalo crossing. And I am uh, working some deep waters. you can see, we just had a flood. So a fixing pipe, the floodgates. Standing in a stream. Up to my chest in water. And uh, the correct answer to this is the greatest living goalie. Um, Currently playing in the NHL fellow by the name of Pekka Rene Really, you can make any game you wanted to Because his name Is Pekka (laughs) Rene I mean seriously, he is a great goalie I love the Preds But his name is Pekka Rene Those are Buffalo Really, make like a golf story thing out of it Make make an XCOM, make a shooter uh, Where he throws uh, pucks back At people that shoot It doesn't matter, his name is Pekka (laughs) Rene That's awesome I'm going to oh, keep smoking and waiting in the water. Uh, i got to fix this gate. Hope you guys are having a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. Buffalo. You're a goddamn legend, wow. Cody.
0: Cody Love is great. You. Man on a buffalo. Uh, I, I
1: did finally buy What the Golf last week on the Switch, and my girl and I are fucking loving it. Nice. That might great. be the best intro to any game that's ever existed. <laughs>
2: Uh, I've always
3: been curious about that, so good. highly recommended. It's
1: good. It's like it's uh, it's like a oh, fuck. What did I have? It's it's Katamari mixed with something equally quirky, hmm. but it's 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 really fun. Nice.
2: It's also on Apple Arcade, so yeah. just mm-hmm. do your ten dollars one month subscription, play that, in Shantae, and you'll be good. Hmm. Nice.
0: Uh, the other response is from Cody Smith. Driving in a car. Here we go.
5: Hey, Laser Time Crew. This is Cody, Car Polish Enthusiast Smith, and boy, do I have an idea for you for sports stars that were in games uh, that should be made. Now, one thing that I don't know about you, but in my hometown of Simi Valley, California, uh, there was a car wash that opened that was called Lenny Dykstra's Car Wash. Yes. So, hear me out. I want to see a like a retired sports like person that that has some sort of like franchising thing. And this doesn't have to be just car washes. It could just be, like, a franchise simulator where, like, you pick, like, I don't know, like, a Chick-fil-A or, 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 you know, some type of franchising opportunity, and, like, you make it your own, and, you know, you're just a retired baseball player, so you don't know anything about it. So, like, you're hiring people, but, like, you're also kind of incompetent. I don't know how they would be able to simulate it, that in-game, but I still think it would be a fun idea, so... Thank you very
0: much, guys. Have a good one. Uh, Loving what I assume is a Gravity Falls hat that you're wearing there, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. Boomerisians Roasters sounds like a pretty good concept. Uh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I I actually grew up near Lenny Dykstra's car wash, uh, and yeah, the the thing is though, it's it's like you go through and there's all this Lenny Dykstra memorabilia. This was all before he got into like major trouble. Cause didn't he get like arrested by the FBI or something? Did he? Yes, he was arrested and charged with I think bankruptcy he has a gay fraud. Learn his name. I would arrest him right now. <laughs> Arre- get this, Chris. He sounds like a real hoot. Arrested and charged with bankruptcy fraud, followed by grand theft auto and drug possession charges <laughs> on an unrelated case, as well as indecent exposure. Everything I want in my car wash owner.
4: <laughs> <laughs> You're a splendifer. What are you doing?
2: Indecent exposure. So what is He was he. Take Doing coke, naked, driving a car that he was supposed to be washing. Yeah. But his car was clean.
0: Lenny Dijkstra's car wash, <laughs> I will steal your car. <laughs> That's the motto.
2: I mean, he, they did go bankrupt. Mm. Fraudulently. So, mm-hmm.
1: Oh my god, that sounds amazing. I, I, but I, that idea, I, I was just like, I never knew who the demographic for Uncle Drew was. And then like, <laughs> oh, I want to see retired sports star. It makes sense now. Mm. I yeah. get it. Mm. Yeah. Uncle Drew was a movie that you guys all miss where old basketball players played old people... Never mind. Your kids will tell you about it. (laughs) I remember it.
0: Vaguely.
1: Yeah, it's not because I'm not funny. Hmm. It's because you guys are the
4: wrong ones. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's make a movie where Bob Euchre has to run a taxi service or a game. Sorry. (laughs) Just a bit outside. Okay, so new question of the week. Uh, In honor of the Shopkeeper segment, um, let's talk about what is... uh, did, did you ever have like a small quirky mom and pop video game store or arcade let's say uh near you when you were growing up what was it like tell us about it um you have any memorable stories of going there and like finding something really cool or like seeing your first import game something like that um I, I guess for me uh, th- thinking of one when I, I went to college in Olympia Washington and there was a game shop not too far from the school called Game Bros and that was where I discovered that you could get your PlayStation modded to play import games and the chip that let you play import games also let you play games burned off of a CD-ROM so I would go there they would rent out PlayStation games including a bunch of obscure imports that I have never heard of since Uh, and I, I would I would just go and like rent the maximum number of games every week like which I think was like five and I would get them back to my dorm and just copy them all and run back the next yeah whatever uh, but uh they were they were a really cool shop um and yeah it, just, it it was so such an eye-opener like just to be able to get my hands on Japanese games that like I don't I'd read about like in the 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 game f- diehard game fan ads and like EGM in the eighties and like oh here here they are now they're not prohibitively expensive they might cost you a hundred dollars if you were trying to buy them but you're just trying to rent them so yes you can play Wonder Project J on N sixty four or J two whatever uh, so yeah that that was a really cool place um, but I don't know what what does everybody else have to talk about I still my
1: my local game store I tell them that all the time like. You educated me. You sold me things at a reasonable price. The retro market, it's a bigger conversation, is a little out of control. But like in 1995, a little place called Games for Less opened that serviced every system and every previous system. And I couldn't afford new games, so I just sort of went and bought old ones for systems I already had. And I went every week. And I go in there now, and it's like I, I love watching every section shrink as we have a new generation. Because oh, like, yeah. yeah, we can't have an old a whole NES section now. We got to make room for the, the the Game Gear or the PSP section. We have to represent everything, and like the whole thing is this beautiful bar, like a barcode, so like a sedimentary timeline of all video games. As you walk through it, it's fucking beautiful, and I, I love And, and I always was mad at San Francisco for not having an equivalent there's no local game store nothing
2: no there's not yeah. i think i think mine is probably what san francisco has so the one that i can think of that i that i frequented with any sort of regularity it's a it's actually a comic shop that on the side also sold games and they're still in business i actually just looked this up so in laguna hills california a little comic shop called nuclear comics so visit if you're in the area although i think they're closed right now for covid stuff anyway um so they they that's where i would go every few weeks to get my books and they had kind of in one of the shelf areas, like games and, and kind of a mix of retro games and some current used stuff that totally is a side hustle. But I knew how much a lot of these games were worth, and so I was always kind of just kind of glanced at him like, dude, you're trying to charge that for that game? Like, so I didn't buy many games off the guy. Occasionally I'd find like, well, oh, that's actually a pretty good deal. Okay, I'll get that. But mostly I was just there to pick up my books, talk comics. But I think a lot of us, like, that's. That's probably our mom and pop version of a game, uh, game store would be like a comic slash board games, just nerd stores as I guess what I would call them. Like they're just kind of, they got all your nerd needs in, in one one location. You know, if I wasn't going to Toys R Us and picking up my label that I would take to the front to, to pick up the actual cartridge that I was buying. Uh, yeah, it's I'm buying games from like a comic store. So nuclear comics, there you have it. <laughs> I should
0: say, Game Bros was also a place to get the Final Fantasy VII action figures before they came out in the U.S. Ooh, I got so many tchotchkes. <laughs> uh, Tyler, how about you? My favorite mom-and-pop kind of game store
3: story, it, it happened around the time when uh, Street Fighter 2 came out, Super Nintendo Ooh. Entertainment System, and I remember this was just my favorite memory because, first of all, the I think the game arrived a little early, and it perhaps might have been that the store broke the date when they're allowed to start selling it. So I got a call in the middle of the night, which is very unusual, saying the game is here. Are you gonna come pick it up? And you know, I went to go pick it up. It was the middle of the night. I had to convince my father to drive me because I was so young at the time, and it was a few blocks away. And then I, I get the copy of the game. But also what I got with this Street Fighter II Super NES game was a little slip of paper and it had a code on it and if you entered this code it like unlocked it so that the bosses were playable like championship Whoa. mode style and, and I was just mind blown because this was I, I feel it, like this was still in the era where you looked at like magazines for things like yeah, that absolutely. you know what I mean you know like there wasn't like you know a wiki games or a fandom or some kind of uh <laughs> Wikia that you're, you know, some kind of YouTuber that posts all the tricks and codes like right away an hour after the game comes out. So.
1: Right. You, you're, you're the magazine lead time, you have to wait three months before that would be printed.
3: So that was amazing. It was almost like, like, wow, I was expecting Street Fighter 2. I wasn't expecting to play, uh, be able to play as Vega and then Bison and
0: I Beat everybody as yeah. Bison. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing in the the original Street Fighter 2 cartridge. Like I, I knew that there was a game, game Genie code that let you do
1: that, but... I just... This is way too personal, but I, I just had to ask... I remember Tyler telling a story about the arcade you grew up around. What was the name of it? Kaimuki Q. Kaimuki Q? I knew it! Because Kaimuki Ugh. was the
3: name of the neighborhood, and Q, because it used to be a pool hall back in mm-hmm. the day?
1: Hmm... Yeah. Man, I, I sorry. I like every time I think of like an, an old arcade, I think of Kimiki Q and the way you described it, like in a podcast we did over a decade ago. Wow, I still think about that.
3: <laughs> Full of smoke, yes. cigarette uh, ash, yes. burn marks on every
1: every
2: uh, the most arcade beautiful machine. Beautiful state
1: in the universe.
2: <laughs> and now the only word association you have with Q is your your queue of unplayed games that are just stressing you out every day that you will never. Get to not even <laughs> with
0: the so quarantine. is it is it Q like C U E or yeah C U E yeah
3: Q-Q, Q-Q. yeah. There's a pachinko. There's an illegal pachinko section in the back.
0: Oh, beautiful. <laughs> and I
1: have to get. I have to get my plug out now because I don't necessarily want to edit it edited out so people know how to do it. But like I just checked on everyone's behalf that story I told in the beginning. I I got my Star Wars fifty dollars Star Wars arcade machine an at one hour before I started recording it looks like they just shut the loophole after like three weeks as as of this recording uh but uh i'll send you the youtube video and you can watch it and you can if it if it's possible i can uh, even send me a question i'll tell you i'll I'll let you know if like oh it looks like it's possible there yes
6: (laughs) what a
4: what a wild ride we've all
2: been on what a button to this episode Mm -hmm. we we start with our hopes up and
1: well, I, I have to finish assembling the, that machine. I'm, I'm fucking really excited right now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the force will be with one, you. Always. One in the
1: morning, but I'm going to go finish assembling. I love, I love build. I didn't realize how much I love building stuff. Uh, I have turned into just a regular dude and if I can build video game stuff, all
0: the better. Mm -hmm. So tell us about the Mom or Pop uh, game store or arcade near where you grew grew up. Uh, Share any cherished memories with us and uh, we'll pick out a few of the best ones to share on next week's show. You can do that by going to vidjagameapocalypse.com and answering in the comments under episode 369. Nice. nice. Uh, or you can visit us on the official laser time community on Facebook or ping us at VGApocalypse, which is also a pretty good way to share video responses. If you want to do that anyway, that's pretty much been our show. Um, Tyler, is there anything you want people to pay attention to or that you'd like to plug before we go out? Well, I'd like to plug
3: Maneater, but really, Mm. for um, your listeners this week, I'd like to plug something else that I think everyone can benefit from. Okay. I'm going to say Metamucil. It's not just for seniors, okay? If you're like me, you don't like vegetables and roughage so much, you know, you don't get enough fiber in your diet. Right. Introduce Metamucil into your life. It tastes like Tang. You feel like an astronaut, and every morning, it's like a 10 out of 10... You know, game of the year, like PlayStation exclusive. You know, it's that level of comfort, you know, and yeah. you don't know what you were missing until you, you realize what you have. You know what I mean? So it's just every morning. It could be Last of Us Part 2. Why hasn't their slogan form.
2: ever been feel like an astronaut before you blow it out your ass? <laughs> <laughs> Metamucil. What was that? That movie, Crazy People, like
0: Metamucil, it helps you go to the toilet. If you don't get yeah. it, you'll get canceled yeah. and die. Yeah. I,
2: yeah. I think
1: Tyler just said it'll make your butt feel like it's open world. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that your plug is something that unplugged us all. That is, that is so yeah. meta Tyler. Wow. I, I would
0: just <laughs> like to uh, raise, do a plug to raise awareness about uh, depressing commercials on TV that talk about how we'll all get through this. Uh, yeah, you should be aware of those. Um, <laughs> someone else talk.
1: Any company that says we'll get through this together is probably going to charge you a thousand times more in two months.
0: <laughs> and pay their That's
3: workers it. nothing. Yes. Mm. These extraordinary times, these challenging times.
1: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like piano music, go fuck yourself. And uh, laser time this week has Diamond Dog Dave Runnan and Tony Wilson returning for the uh, SNL Awards on bonus time. But weirdest moments on SNL. I know not everyone loves SNL, but it's. There's not another scripted show that's made that's made to reflect our reality that's existed throughout 50 years. So it has to be as weird as our reality gets. And sometimes it's even weirder. Like uh, Stevie Nicks fajita party. And But, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dave just sent me an article. Anyway, uh, Dave, Dave and uh, Tony are on those shows. Sick of Star Wars, um, prepping episode four as we speak. Episode three should be live right now. Uh, every episode is very long, very fun, very exhaustively researched, and should be better than... It's not just a couple of dipshits talking about Star Wars. We're trying to make this a little weirder than that. And uh, thank you guys so much for your participation on Patreon.com slash where you can get that show. Including, um, yeah, our our own Descent into Madness on the last 30 2010 games that <laughs> we that Matt and uh, Michael joined me for uh, there's a lot of fun comments about that show oh yeah and, fi- and the Final Fantasy Gaden. Was, uh, Gaiden Gaiden <laughs> Gaiden yeah Gaiden? Gaiden? Guess Gaiden. we
6: know how he
2: pronounced Ninja it's, Gaiden. Anyway. Yeah, it's Apocalypse
0: Gaiden. Final Fantasy VII. I want to pronounce
1: Tyler's last name like it's more Italian than mine. Nagata.
2: Nagata. Yeah, negata. <laughs> negata. Negata. Hey, uh, yeah. the Nagata. Cheese. Got for, I got some the gravy for my fucking got some spaghetti fettuccine Nagata over here. Over here. It's, <laughs>
1: it's, it's it's just like regular fettuccine with fucking peas in it. It's called fettuccine Nagata. And you're going to
4: love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um,
2: I have absolutely nothing to plug other than live from the pool house, which our buddy T.L. Foster just started up. It's a podcast. I did that show. It's a podcast all about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which I guess the only way to see that now is if you're an HBO Max subscriber. <laughs>
4: yeah,
1: I warned him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, this yeah. show, show went paywall.
2: But I did find out today I, I, I have it as an HBO subscriber. I think for...
1: For BET Iceland subscribers They can still watch <laughs> Fresh Prince for free So <laughs> Yes,
2: or if you're an HBO subscriber You, you probably have uh, HBO Max So so why not get caught up And then listen to the latest episode of Live from the Pool House mm. uh, and That is brought to you on the PNB Podcast Network That our buddy T.L. Foster uh, Kayla Zumbom uh, mm. They're oh. both hosts So yeah, check that out
1: I want to plug uh, um, uh, Adam's podcast Padukan, all about arcade games, uh, which I yes. really, 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 really love, and cannot wait to join them for something that is I will be appropriate for. It will not drag down the format of the show completely, but a deep dive into arcade games from people who not only enjoy those games but like have spent their life refurbishing, find, dis- rediscovering, and holding them aloft. It's it's a much more intimate conversation about games that I'm used
2: to on a I wanted to ask you, do they mock you for your obsession with these little mini one-up cabinet things? Are they like, oh... No, no, no.
1: No, because, like, in the arcade... If you didn't listen to that Laser Time episode, it is considered kind of a sacrilege to find an old arcade game and then mod it and Mm. scrape the guts out. Like, it's... Why would you find something well-preserved and then ruin it? Mm -hmm. But this is, like, this is cheaper than most of those things. Yeah. Mimic the experience. Go for it now. Like, these are not the real things. They're the new things. And scrape them out, turn them into whatever you want. And Adam, Adam has two, and and in addition to dozens of other real arcade games. So yeah, the arcade community has really embrace these because it's just like yeah, all bets are off. Nice. Drill, drill baby, drill. Make yeah. all the buttons you want. Hmm. Scrape the bones.
0: Well, as always, you can visit us at com or on Twitter at VGApocalypse. And you should also follow me at Wikiparas because I will very rarely say funny things online. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. We're, right. where, right, what do I see
4: normally, uh, okay, here we go, <clears throat> sorry <laughs> got had to give you that one, Chris